The EC Podcast exists to equip believers to make disciples and love others for the glory of Jesus Christ. My name is Bobby Payne, and welcome to episode number 35, Standing Against Opposition. With me today, as usual, is Pastor Aaron Case, Pastor Jonathan Mitchell, Pastor Gary Singleton. Gentlemen, welcome. Hey, how's it going? Man? Thank you for having Good us, Good to brother. be here, Bobby. Well, I didn't quit after the last episode, <laughs> uh, even though things got sideways, as they tend to do when I'm involved, <laughs> for some reason. I don't really understand, but we're, we're going to... That's why we have you, because, you know... Yeah. It just comes along with the yeah. territory. One more thing about that. <laughs> sorry, go ahead. So, so people right now aren't laughing because they didn't listen to our yeah, last episode. That's, that's, the, right, that's what that's it right. is. Yeah. So here we go. We're talking about standing against opposition. And newsflash, um, if you don't already know, we hope that you have opposition. Mm. We hope that there are opposing things to you. Um, and we're going to talk about why that would be the case. Yeah, um, that's a good way to put it, Bobby, that we, we hope that you have opposition because that means that you're following Jesus. Um, I think about Jesus' own words in John 15 when he's talking to his disciples. That, Look, if, if they hated me, they're going to hate you. Um, if they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. You're, you're going to have opposition. Think about John 16. He said, in this world, you will have tribulations, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Um, that, that phrasing, I really like that uh, because Paul says, you know, it's been granted to us to suffer with Christ. Um, and, you know, when we think about that, it, to think that it's a gift of God to suffer with Christ, it only makes sense when you have endured the suffering and you see what it does produce. Um, but, yeah, I mean, as, as followers of Jesus, we know that the world stands in opposition to God. And so to be following Christ and to be obeying his commands means you are at enmity with the world. You're, you're, you're in direct opposition of everything that it stands for. And so we are, we're, we're coming from an understanding and that's why I'm so thankful for, for scripture in this way is a lot of times we're, we see it in, um, quote unquote pulpits across America is a life that is free from suffering and tragedy and trial and persecution, um, anything like that, anything that would be difficult or hard where scripture doesn't hide it. It is coming. It will be difficult. Um, there's going to be times where you may feel like you are all alone, but fear not for God is with us. And I'm thankful that scripture doesn't hide that from us. In fact, guarantees it will happen to us. Um, because, we're not thrown off guard when we're in our, when we're in the word, we understand that it, that it is coming. And so we shouldn't be surprised. And in fact, we should be like Paul. We should rejoice that it's been granted for us to suffer with Christ. Amen. So who or what would we say is that opposition or is our opposition? Right. Right. I mean, I think, I think three oppositions come to mind real fast and I think we 
you probably will probably get into more or or maybe different facets of these but obviously we have the world um there's a distinction made between christ his children his sheep and the world we we look in in the book of john where jesus says i do not pray for the world but for those whom you have given me when he's praying and speaking to the father in the high priestly prayer um, there's a distinction there there is an enemy and it is our world our world loves our sin they're born into sin they need redemption they need to be uh, born again and so until that happens there's an enmity enmity there there's a war there's a there's a fight that has to go on so the world is against us this is why the whole idea of like what johnny's saying this whole like peaceful christianity where we just go through um you know skipping through life and and just having everyone's acceptance we're, we're taking scripture out of context we're going to have enemies in the world. Why? Because we stand for the opposite of what they live for. We are condemning of uh, the lifestyles that they live, not because we're just, you know, you know, the old Puritan saying, you can, you know, a, a good Puritan is someone who knows someone is having a good time out there and goes to ruin it, right? <laughs> um, but it's not that. It's that we're pointing them to what is right and what is good. And so that's the world and then the flesh. I mean, my goodness, like... <laughs> We, we all have this, different lustings that we have, different pulls. If it's what you look at on your phone or on the internet or if it's, you know, what you watch in certain places or, you know, if it's the food that you put in your gut, you know, all these other things that you can do. Our flesh yearns for those things. Why? Because we're still in our flesh. Even all of us who've been redeemed and there's a battle now and we've been awakened to our sins so we can crucify that flesh as we talk about often that Paul said. And then, of course, finally, it's the devil, the, the original enemy, the, the great deceiver, the liar, the one who was the prince of the world, the one who has been put under um, our Lord and Savior's foot, feet, who is running around doing all he can, understanding that his time is limited. So we see people created by his, or, you know, created and falling into his schemes all around the world, and we need to watch out for those things. We need to understand who our enemy is if we're going to fight them um, and also to stand strong against all the trials that come our way through them. Amen. I just got one quick story to add kind of to that. Um, when I was at UT uh, years ago, I, um, it was my senior year, and my, one of my professors <clears throat> was an atheist, and I didn't know that. But he, he literally carried a Bible in his briefcase. And he was from Russia. I can't remember his name. If I did, I wouldn't say his name. Um, but he, uh, he, he spoke English, but with a Russian accent. And he would challenge the Christians in the class um, with certain things certain parts of the bible and it was difficult for me um i was a relatively new christian it was really it was it was difficult for me to give an answer for what he was asking and i realized something very important at that time that i need to up my game i need to know god's word i need to know god's word better than this atheist who knew who knew god's word at the time better than i did and i it it helped me to um 
to understand that I need to be able to, like the Bible says, to be able to give a reason for the hope that 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 is in you, and to do this with gentleness and respect. And I, I at the time couldn't do it because I didn't know the Bible more than someone who didn't believe in the Bible. And it's so easy, I think, for us to do. Like we come to church. And we don't really read our Bibles on our own. We just um, take somebody's, um, uh, you know, a pastor's word for it. And we don't check it ourselves. We don't um, look into it ourselves. It's so important to know your Bible. And uh, like Aaron and Johnny are saying, to... I don't to, know if y'all can hear the sirens. Yeah, that's what... The police <laughs> coming for us. emergency, yeah. right? Cancel culture. Yeah. Coming, <laughs> yeah, they're coming straight here. <laughs> Sorry, G. Uh, no, you're good. I, I didn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were good, man. You were in, you were in the zone. We were all looking around. The zone. Yeah, we're wow. like dogs, I think. You know, <laughs> but now, like... Start barking. <laughs> like, people will ask you some serious uh, questions. Like, one of the questions this... Um, my professor was asking us he got we got to a part about it was in women's studies part and he was like so what do you think about um abraham um being the very first pimp in history and we were like what and he said did he not give his uh sister who he was married to uh to the i think it was the uh pharaoh right yeah, um, yeah, I think it was Egyptian king. Yeah, yeah he did it a couple times. Yeah, he did it twice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, he he wanted to know the answer to that. Yeah. He wanted to know. Well, why was that? Why? Why? And I couldn't at the time give a reason. I'm just telling you. Right. That's a good question. There's there's questions that will come up that you need to know the answer to to be able to give a reason for the hope that lies within you. Um, and the only way you're going to do that is to know God's word. To know God's word. Amen. Abraham said, "Pimping ain't easy." <laughs> okay, that's what say, I, yeah, <laughs> I held back. Uh, <laughs> so, I went there. Well, so what? What you people at home can't see is that we often communicate through hand signals and and looks, and sometimes our phones. And if you guys would just check your phone. <laughs> Just check your phone right now. Oh, yes. Bobby said it too. Yes. <laughs> okay. I was, we're very sorry. We're, we are falling off quickly. Now the explicit warning's on there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just change. Put the E on there. We're right. going to need that on the shirt, I think. So. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We're going to have a tough time marketing uh, that one. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should trying to get back on topic. Speaking of opposition, <laughs> opposition, yeah. I mean, it's in this place right now. Yeah, somebody needs to rebuke it. I think going on G's point though is sometimes the the opposition. We said it's the the world, the flesh, the devil. We need to understand that it'll it'll look like physical people right in front of us, our opposition. But one of the things that we said is we have to remember Paul's words in Ephesians six. We're we're not at war with flesh and blood, like. It very, it very well may be people in front of us, like actual flesh and blood in front of us. And it, it certainly seems like they are complete opposition, but on the very, we have to understand there's something behind that. There's something going on. 
there's rulers and principalities in the air that we're at war with. That's why we put on the whole armor of God. And so when we think about this, we're, we're addressing the spiritual matter at hand, um, not necessarily what's right in front of us. And so we have to look at them as, as people who we should proclaim the gospel to, uh, praying and, and trusting that God will open their eyes, um, and, open their hearts to the wonderful, gracious, good news of the gospel. And that's we. so while it may look like flesh and blood, we're actually at war with something beyond that. And I think this goes back to our last episode a little bit too, uh, being in direct opposition with, and we, we discussed, you know, pride month yeah. and that would be, a, that would be kind of along the same lines, not to, you know, dip back into that, yeah, but exactly. it, it is along yeah. the same line. So, uh, now that we know who or what we're looking at, how do we respond to the opposition? Well, I, I think, you know, Johnny's touched on it. I'm hopefully not stealing anybody's thunder here, but I'm just thinking about... We know you won't have the last words. So it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to edit it in even if I do get it. So it's not fair. In all, in all seriousness, I get the last word every yeah, time. That's true. So. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to have to change that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. Um, but... You know, hopefully, again, seriously, not to take from what I know you guys want to add here, but I think I think part of what you're going to end up talking about, Johnny, that sticks out to me in the book of Acts is is when the when the apostles, you know, are chastised and actually beaten, yeah. you know, for what happens to them, <laughs> they get up and they worship. You know, all of us, we're just like, I don't know, like we put our thumb in our mouth and walk home for our blankie, you know, and it's like... And it's because someone said something bad on Facebook. Right. And, and they don't matter. They don't. Why did they? Why do you have that enemy? It's kind of like what you're alluding to at the beginning, Bobby. It's like, why do you have the enemy you have? You should not be sad because wicked people are against you. <laughs> like, we still want the wicked to love us when we, when we are out there preaching a gospel that's contrary to their lifestyle. What's sad is most Christians are not preaching a gospel that's contrary to their lifestyle. We're so afraid of them that we don't give them the medicine they need to be healed. And so, so what's super sad is, is, is I go back to my favorite sermon ever, um, is Vody's um, sermon on Romans chapter 9. Imagine that. But it's, it's him saying over and over again, who do you think you are? Are you fine with Jesus the Lord, the King of glory suffering, and you think that you get a pass through this life? Who do you think you are? It's an honor to suffer for the name of Christ. This is why we've been put here. It's not just for ease and then it's just kind of a smooth transition from heaven, baby, because it's easy here already, right? No, it's we will go through many trials, right? That's all of our songs, all of our battle songs, the Psalms are about battles and fights and and getting victory over the wicked one and the evil one and understanding that even if we give our lives, it's not in loss. Because we win Christ. We have Christ. And so all of it, no matter how terrible and, and aching and, and difficult and crippling that it can become, we must understand that it's a privilege to suffer for the name of Christ. And then that changes everything. What happens is the enemy has no, no hold on us. Well, if, we, if we're not going to get down because things are going bad, he's going to have to find a new maneuver, right? The world and the flesh are going to lose their grip on us. If we're going to say, as Job did, shall I not receive good 
and also evil from the hand of God, understanding that our God's sovereign. He's not doing the best he can in heaven, wringing his hands, hoping we'll make the right choice. No, he is, he is ordaining whatsoever, whatsoever shall come to pass. And what do we do? We receive what comes from his hand. Even if it breaks us, understanding that he has chosen this path for us for him to receive the most glory. So we give it to him. We don't bellyache. We don't gungus moo. That's the Greek, mo- Greek word for grumble. And isn't that not amazing? We should gungus never moo. use grumble again. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> gungus moo. But anyway. That's what I'll say to Damien next time he's grumbling. <laughs> don't gungus moo. Sometimes my belly gungus moos. Yeah, well, <laughs> amen. Um, though, I don't know. So Moses was in the bulrushes. I don't know what I was even saying, but um, something about Abraham, I think. <laughs> but anyway. You get my point. Like, you're freed from all of that. If you understand it, it's from God's hand. It's for your good, for His glory. Some things are terrible. Absolutely. But if you understand they come from His hand, He will give you the grace, the sufficient grace to get you through. Then you can walk through those paths uh, in victory and not just defeat. That's good. Yeah, when I think about responding in... To opposition, boldness is a word that just continues to come up over, over, and over again. I think of what Pastor Aaron mentioned. You have Peter and John when they healed a lame beggar outside the temple. Remember in Acts chapter three, and and they're brought before the council in Acts chapter four, and they ask him by by what power, by what name, have you done this? And man, their response is just epic, right? They're you know, hey, we just want you to know that the good that was done to this man, it was done by Jesus, by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified. <laughs> you know, they, they, so seeker sensitive, really thinking about their feelings, really wanted them to like him big time. And then they go on to say, like, let it be known that there is no name, uh, given among men by which we must be saved. This is, this is the name Jesus Christ. And then it says when they, when they saw their boldness, they they understood that they had been with Jesus. Their boldness told a testimony to them, Amen. to the counselors. Amen. And then they're they're basically beaten and then sent back, told chart or you know encouraged <laughs> to to not speak of the name or preach the gospel again. They go back to the other disciples. They gather and they pray for boldness. I, I love what it says in in Acts for um, starting in. Verse, I'll, I'll, I'll back up because I, I love this whole thing. Uh, starting in verse 24, it says, When they heard it, they lifted their voices together to God and said, Sovereign Lord, who made the heaven and earth and the sea and everything in them, who through the mouth of our father David, your servant, said by the Holy Spirit, Why did the Gentiles rage and the people's plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his anointed. For truly in this city... There were gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel, to do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. That goes back to everything Pastor Aaron just said, and then listen to their prayer. Hmm. And now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness. Man, what a prayer. (laughs) And that's what we need when we think about saying in opposition, saying against opposition, is to pray for boldness, knowing that God is in complete control and that whatever comes to pass, he has ordained for a purpose, which glorifies his name. And, um, that meant the crucifixion of Christ. 
immense sufferings of these apostles. Um, it may mean whatever comes our way, but we trust um, that God's in control. And because of that, we go in all boldness proclaiming his word, knowing the power that it has. And so um, I think that's certainly one way we, we have to, to go. First, first, we just have to be bold enough to speak. Um, maybe we can get to how we speak, what we do, but be bold and, and proclaim the, the good news of the gospel. Amen. They're told not to um, preach in his name anymore. Yeah. And they, they they find them in the um, synagogue <laughs> preaching yeah. his name. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I mean, I love that story you're talking yeah. about. Like it's so good. It is. It's so good. It's, yeah. it's, and then, like going on later in Acts, right? Like you have the when when Stephen is stoned to death. Um, you know, you think about how awful that was. Like, but once again, God in complete control. The the very next verses in, in Acts chapter eight it says. And the apostles were scattered. I mean, it causes them to leave, but it says, and as they scattered, the gospel was proclaimed yeah. to, to the nations. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how God uses this horrific tragedy, um, which is not so much a tragedy at all, um, because Stephen gave his life for what was most valuable. Um, and he uses it to be the catapult of what God promised in Acts 1-8, what Jesus said would happen. You'll be my witnesses. And uh, in Jerusalem, in Judea, and to Samaria, and to the ends of the earth, that happens because Stephen was faithful unto death, and then the go- the gospel goes forward as the apostles are scattered. It, and it's an amazing thing that happens when Christ's people are bold. It's, and we don't know the the ratio there, but just take time to read Stephen's uh, preaching. He just basically <laughs> goes through the entire history yeah. of the Jews. And said, it was you, yeah. your fathers, you, you know, back and forth. And I can't, ima- I can't think that it was more than him in the midst of an angry crowd, not saying, you know, I'm not really saying that, you know, he's not trying to make hay with them. He's like, Jesus Christ is Lord. You crucified him. You're just as disobedient as your parents and your fathers and the fathers before you. Um, and he's just telling them. And, and what happens is, a young man holding the coats of those who stoned Stephen ends up being most likely the greatest missionary of all time, yeah. right? There was not, that was not a fruitless day. It's not just that it's in the book to encourage us, but God used that moment, I guarantee, in the um, exchanging of Saul from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. Yeah. We, we live in such a society that we know we we shun discomfort and you know you're talking about steven I, that was not a comfortable situation no. i'm sure yeah. um and yet we we can find through the discomfort we can find comfort in knowing that we are on the side of the all of the other opposition we're on the side with jesus i was <clears throat> i don't think anybody read this yet i could have missed it at the beginning but um in first peter Chapter 4 is as beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. Um, I would imagine that it was pretty fiery, like you were saying, um, at that time when that was going on for him. Um, but uh, this is verse 13, but rejoice insofar as you share Christ's sufferings that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. If you were insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed because the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. I mean, that's, that is where the comfort's at. Amen. Amen. I mean, you, if, you lack, if you lack this kind of opposition, then you lack Christ-likeness, mm. right? Isn't that the bottom line? 
and so many so many Christians are fine with living without opposition. Yeah. That's preaching something. You're still preaching, but it's not what you want, right? And think of like the the boldness we're talking about is a very specific kind of biblical boldness because I think of the the difference in uh, Peter before Christ was crucified uh, versus what happens when he sees the resurrected Lord, mm. right? Because Peter was a bold dude. I mean, couldn't hold his tongue, did some crazy things. Remember when Jesus is arrested, the night that he's arrested, Peter pulls out his sword and he's going to behead this dude. And, you know, Jesus says, hey, lay down your sword. He heals the guy. And I think there's a boldness and the world can see this boldness and often kind of caricatures uh, Christianity this way that will kill people for the sake of Christianity going forward to see Jesus prosper. Basically, Peter was willing to kill for him. But just a few hours later, was not willing to die for him, and that totally transforms when he sees Christ resurrected. And this is the type of biblical boldness we're talking about: is in the face of opposition, even opposition that would lead to wherever it might, is to say we we believe in Jesus Christ, died, buried, and resurrected, and at the right hand of the Father right now. Whatever that may cost me, I preach that. And that's, that's the difference in the boldness that Peter had before and after seeing a resurrected uh, Lord. And I think about that, that passage in John 21 when Jesus restores him and Jesus tells Peter, hey, you're going to suffer for my name. And look, because he had seen Jesus and trusted Jesus, it meant he was willing to walk that road. And that, that's the difference. And, you know, now we, we get to share in the sufferings of Christ, and it's a beautiful thing, even if it costs our life. And and we want to make sure that's the difference that people see. Yeah, and I think we all go there. We all go to level 11. <clears throat> We're always like, you know, I don't know if I could be faithful unto death. You know, I you know, and you think all the way to the end, well, just start in the small things. Just be faithful in the small things and understand that God will lead you on to the next thing in the process of sanctification. You know, it's not, in America, it's not likely you're going to die for your faith. Mm-hmm. So, why not just start in a small way, being faithful, and then growing from there? Not being satisfied with that, but understanding Christ's lordship in all areas of life and continually to walk in faithfulness and watch as he, through his spirit, leads and guides you and equips you to do his work. Yeah, yeah and, and I, I agree with that. We do take it to the extreme. You know, we're, we're also not saying climb up on mountains and yell at people. Mm-hmm. You know, now that may happen, but still less... Right. Less likely here. Yeah. It, it comes in a much smaller setting, and yet we're still afraid at times to to stand up to that opposition. Well, it's still, how long has Westboro Baptist been out of the news? And everyone's like, well, I don't want to be those guys. <laughs> okay, well, who do you want to be? Yeah. You know, I know I know, uh, I know. know a lot of times you're super bold online, G, and you get into confrontations with folks preaching the gospel, and some people are like, well, I don't like that you do that. Well, what are they doing? You know what I mean? What are they doing? So what? You know your heart for it. You're not trying to just win an argument. You're not trying to upset someone. You're trying to lead them to Christ. And so what I would say is, there are ways to go out and to preach the gospel to those who are walking around. We wouldn't even do that, you know, on our Facebook page. You know, so why not start there and then keep moving in faith and again, trusting God to be faithful to move in your life and to lead and equip you. Yeah, actually speak up and talk to your friends about it. Start in your home. Yeah. Uh, I think of Douglas Wilson's quote. It's my favorite quote of his. Um, 
He says, desperate times call for faithful men and not careful men. The careful men come later and write biographies of the faithful men, lauding them for their courage. Amen. I mean, ow. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Right? We want to be courageous, not careful here. And um, I think that's like, just like Pastor Aaron said, start with your home. Start with your friends. Start with the people you care about. And then keep going. Um, trusting that. As you're faithful and little, um, you know, God will trust you to be faithful and much. And, um, you know, I think we want to just continue to proclaim the gospel, um, trusting that Jesus is enough every, every bit of the way. Um, you know, like we said, maybe in America, it doesn't cost you much of anything. Um, praise God. We live in a, a, a place that, that we can <laughs> share our faith with, Absolutely. you know, without that being a thought, but. I mean, God forbid if it does, then what a what a joy it is to share in that with with Christ, and and so we keep going for for His name alone. It's time for our favorite part of the show, um, where I say, gentlemen, <laughs> as we start to close, <laughs> are there any final thoughts that you would like to give to our listeners? And I'll reset the timer. Yeah, there's been something I've been wanting to say. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Not my word. No, it's, <laughs> it is, uh, and it's, it's, a, it's a promise of God. Like, um, the, Bible, the Bible says in Isaiah 54, 17, No weapon that is fashioned against you shall succeed, and you shall refute every tongue that rises against you in judgment. This is the heritage of the saints of the Lord, and their vindication from me, declares the Lord. And I look at that as in this lifetime and in the lifetime to come. Like in this lifetime, know again, know your Bibles. We will be able to refute every tongue that rises against us in judgment. And you do that through the Word of God, the words of Christ. And in, in the lifetime to come, you know, who, who is going to be the one who are vindicated? Who are the ones um, who are, who are uh, the servants of the Lord and will be vindicated? That's, that's the saints. That's us. And so, um, you know, even if, like Johnny and Aaron are saying, even if we were to die, we were to be killed, um, what, 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 where do we go? To be uh, separate from the body is to be um, present with the Lord. Um, we win. We succeed. And so, um, you know, take that promise with you. And um, what I would say is, uh, you know, be prepared. Just like a, a soldier or a Marine that goes into battle they're prepared they're prepared for battle and you be prepared as well you know with god's holy infallible and errant word yeah and i think in a time where words are weapons you know we've talked about that anything that you say contrary to the spirit of the age will seem as offensive right anything and this is one of the quotes i was thinking of when you were talking johnny was spurgeon when he said oh my brethren be bold-hearted, 
Men are all, oh, excuse me, bold-hearted men. I, I butchered that. <laughs> Cut. All right. <laughs> I thought Take of the, two? Yeah. I thought of this quote, Johnny, when, when you were talking. It was one of Spurgeon's, uh, well, one of my favorites of him. He says, oh, my brethren, bold-hearted men are always called mean-spirited by cowards. And so understanding you have an enemy, understanding that he will be against you, she will be against you, and it will sadly come a lot of times, even though it is a spiritual war, it'll come as the face of a mom, a dad, you know, a, a sibling, someone you care for deeply. I mean, it just, just with all that we've had going on, just seeing the absolutely just trash takes by people who I love deeply in regards to Pride Month, in regards to um, abortion, you know, just boldly speaking of the inconvenience of a child and that it's okay to murder it for these just, just these arbitrary reasons. Do you want those people's respect? Or do you want acceptance from Christ? Is that enough for you? The answer is for most of us, we want their respect. If we're honest, we're completely honest. We can, we can say what we want. Yes, let's give the church answer. Let's give the great podcast answer that we everyone to hear. But our life preaches a different truth. Are we willing to suffer for the one who suffered to bring us life? Or is there the fact that we have unbelief in our life being exposed? Well, if it's being exposed, don't hold on to it and suppress it. Confess it and repent from it by the grace of Christ and be healed. And then walk in faithfulness. You are not so, you're not so far gone in your failings that you can't be restored or redeemed. Today is the day of salvation, right? Let's turn now. Let's be faithful now while we still have breath. Understand that we have opposition and fight for the name of Christ, understanding that He is the one who purchased our freedom. That's all really good. I'll let you have it back, Bobby. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, go right ahead, Bobby. All That's right, then. If you would. Well, thank you very much, gentlemen, for another great episode um, and just uh, pouring Christ into each of us, you know, even sitting here with you guys and, and listening at home. So we really appreciate you. Uh, Can I say something? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, just real quick. And this is kind of on topic. Um, if you do, um, you know, you're preaching on online, like you're telling people about Christ and you, your account gets deleted, you can always make another account. <laughs> yes. You seem like you have some sort of, you know, background with this insight. And, and you can you disguise your name. Like there's, there's, I can't like Sarah Jingleton. No, I'm, I'm ba- <laughs> Right now, I'm Baby Yoda 77. Well, great. Now you've already been blocked, man. You're going to be canceled. Yeah, you're getting canceled. You know everyone's <laughs> listening to this. So that means, it, you know, Gary's you're going to go home tonight. It's going to be, you got to change it again. Gary's like, believe in Jesus. You must. <laughs> Dark metal. Hashtag. Hashtag. Hashtag it. Hey, so. Gary is definitely leading the panel in most blocks. Yes, I'm positive. Exactly. I, I'm pretty sure you couldn't combine the rest of ours. No. Although I was recently blocked. We won't say by who, yeah. but I was recently blocked. Yeah, I got a few. Yeah, Ashley, come on. <laughs> 
<laughs> Seriously, he's your husband. Thing. Come on, come on. Um, Be good to Danny. <laughs> And that is a great way yeah, that's, uh, to end the episode. Gentlemen, thank you. I love you guys so much. Uh, we, we appreciate you. Um, listeners, we love you as well. And, and we hope that you got something um, from our discussion today. Pastor Jonathan, will you close us in prayer? Absolutely. Heavenly Father, thank you so much again for this day. We, we praise you. You alone are worthy. God, I, I, I pray along with the disciples, the, the prayer in Acts chapter 4. We know we live in a world that is opposed to you. We know we we have flesh that is opposed to you. We certainly know that the devil is opposed to you. And so God, in the midst of their threats, would you grant us the boldness to speak your word? Um, God, we thank you for the gospel. We trust that every enemy right now is being put underneath the feet of Jesus. We know that the last one to be put under his feet is death, and we long for that day. Father, help us to spread his name and his gospel to the ends of the earth um, so that we may see your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Father, we love you. We thank you for Christ. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us today on the EC Podcast. If you do not have a church family, you can join us on Sundays at 1030 a.m. and Wednesdays at 630 p.m. If you are outside the area, we encourage you to find a Bible-believing church for fellowship and worship. Until next time, God bless.